I'm going to try and do everything in my power today and not cuss at Brian Hartman today on the air. Okay? Okay. Because I told him a couple days ago when he was all out on the Celtics, you know, gauge Brian Hartman's level of obnoxiousness during our interaction here before the show. What would you gauge his level of obnoxiousness? And does it approach my levels on here on a daily basis, in your humble opinion? Uh, Tony, I was just trying to be the intermediary in Is here. Is that what you were doing? Impartial observer, yes. yes. Is that what you were doing? That long with maybe being a little bit of the Dean of Discord while I had an opportunity. As it's a Friday edition, Bino brings you in. Oh my gosh, the Irish eyes are smiling. What in the wide, wide world of the sport? Brian Hartman, are your Irish eyes smiling this morning? Well, I want to point this out first, that I didn't bring that up. Tony, you brought it up, so... I replied and responded the best way I knew how. And, yeah, I uh, my Irish eyes are definitely smiling today. Because we have new life. Oh, would you shut up? God, you're getting on my nerves. Did you make up your mind? Are you in or out? <laughs> I can only go by what I last saw. And what I saw in Game 5, I mean, a lot of people were out. Not just me. Bino, what do you make of my man Tobias Harris, who... I mean, are these guys Vols that play for like 10 minutes here? I don't even remember him. And how did Kentucky fans do that? Yeah, Tony, you know, I was thinking, I, I, I was thinking this morning, I used to, uh, especially in basketball, I could watch an NBA game and tell you where every, every player played college ball at. Uh, now, I have to look them all up. I almost, ne- even if they played at Kentucky and we played them twice the year yep. before. One year. I don't seem to remember that that's where they played uh, that's I'm sure that's more on me no. than it is on the game. No, it's actually not because most of these guys are one-year players. I mean, that's just the way it is, you know. And you know, speaking of Tobias Harris, boy, he sucked. Jaden Springer had as many points last Would night. Would you as stop Tobias it? Did. I didn't do that to you, Bry. I didn't do that to you. Well, I'm just pointing something well, out. I didn't I mean, do I... that to you, Brian. I didn't do that to you. I didn't point out numbers. I didn't go inside the numbers on you. You know, Brian screamed at me before we started today. Tobias Harris had scream. Tobias Harris had two more points than you did last night. I know that, Brian. I played forty-one <laughs> minutes in an NBA basketball game and went one of seven from the floor. Small guy, junior, belongs on ninety-nine back in the day. What a small guy. Boy, we are stacked and packed for you today. 
Bino, uh, two talk show hosts in New York have accused Tampa of cheating. That's why all these guys are having career years. He's they, Evan Roberts and the guy that got caught uh, in his own gambling scandal, Craig Carton, who's a real likable guy in this business. God, he's terrible. <clears throat> Bino, they are accusing the uh, Tampa Bay Rays of cheating. Are you ready to go there? Uh, absolutely not. How 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 are the Rays cheating? By Evan Roberts is saying that actually all players, recognizing who can play and who can't and paying them accordingly. All their players are having career years, guys that shouldn't be having. And he he said that's gonna. He said you're gonna read about it one day in the Athletic. He said so. I'm gonna talk about it on here before it happens. A couple days ago in the, in afternoon drive, will you join that? Are you gonna join that chorus of jealousy? Oh. How about the New York talk show host uh, getting Brad Cashman fired like he deserves for b- hauling more garbage in there than the mob used to? <laughs> well, sounds like Bino's ready for the uh, the runathon. You know, somebody ought to somebody that's enterprising for charity ought to come up with a you, you pledge. You guys remember walkathons, and you'd pledge a certain amount of dollars for every year. I guess we used to do it as kids, and we'd go out and get ten cents walk, ten cents for every mile you walked in the walkathon. Do you guys remember those days, the walkathon days, where you get people to pledge for you? Absolutely. Could you do that with stolen bases this weekend and successful bunt attempts for Kentucky? Kentucky is going to really, 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 really test our infield, a shortstop, our third baseman, our first baseman. Our pitchers fielding the ball. It's going to be an adventure this weekend, Beanstar. Unless we hit the ball hard and take them totally out of what they want to do. Yeah, but because of the way they play, Tony, we we need to be we we need to be as sharp in the infield as we've been. Uh, we don't need to give them extra opportunities. Do you trust us this weekend? Uh, I have trouble trusting our infield defense, Tony, because there's something seemingly uh, every week. Um, So that's the hardest part of this team for me to trust is that they're going to field it cleanly throughout a series uh, or cleanly enough throughout a series. You know, with with enough chances, you're going to make some errors. But uh, uh, we need to to make as few as possible. We'll see. I've really found... A coach, it's worse. I, I, I really, really, really found a coach that's worse than um, Rick Barnes in the postseason. His name's Doc Rivers. They, they happen to coach my two teams. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. 
Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. 
Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and friends on Front Porch Radio Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. You got to know Spend a very special evening with The Gambler. The timeless music of Kenny Rogers, performed by Justin Sullivan and his seven-piece Real Deal Band. Many have said this is the best tribute show of its kind. Hear all your Kenny Rogers favorites. Lucille, Lady, She Believes in Me, Coward of the County, Everyone considered him the coward Saturday, of the May 20th, 7 p.m. at the legendary Crockett Theater in Lawrenceburg. Tickets begin at only $16. Yes, an evening with the gambler and the real deal band. Saturday evening, May 20th at 7. For more information, log on to CrockettTheater.com. CrockettTheater.com. We'll see you there. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. TB, back with you as we welcome you back on the one, the only. It is your Tony Basilio show, and it's nuts. I mean, what a... I'm just sitting here last, you know, last night. I'm minding my own business, you know? And then Jason Tatum, who can't make a shot. The guy's a total loser. A loser, a postseason loser, and Brian Hartman knows that. Brian Hartman knows that. You know who's a bigger loser? You know who is this this fraud we have? James Harden, the beard, never won anything. You know who's a bigger fraud? Is Daryl Morey. Two total frauds. Yes, yes or no, Brian? Well, I'll tell you, the Sixers could have had Tatum, but they drafted Markel Foles. That's enough out of you. Let's bring Mike Hugin in with that. Thought I'd point out. Hugie, welcome in. That's how Brian's been on me, Hugie, the first little bit of the program. You know, Hugie, the other day when Brian's guys got beat, I I came on the air and felt his pain. You know what I told him? As I welcome Mike Hugin in on the TLD Logistics Hotline, Online at tldlogistics.com. I told Bri, I said, Bri, you got nothing to worry about. I said, the Sixers will give it right back. Because losers are losers are losers are losers are losers. And you hear what Brian Hartman's doing to me? He's not feeling my pain, Hugh. He's no, rubbing it in my face. No, he's not. But as we were talking off the air, the, the Sixers-Celtics series has been one that has been filled with the visiting team winning. So I think there's hope for the Sixers. Uh-oh. Harden, yeah, that last night when he, he played abysmal basketball. Did have nine assists, though, I think. Maybe he was even ten. That's wonderful. But he shot poorly. Um, you need the game one, James Harden. Uh, and if Embiid's obviously playing a little bit physically impaired, that hurts. Uh, Boston's got good players, though. I mean, this has this been an interesting series. Yep. I think most of the NBA uh, playoffs have been um, – Entertaining and interesting, if nothing else. 
And they're getting so, good numbers. You know, they're they're getting good numbers for it. If you're the NBA right now, you've got to feel pretty thrilled with the teams that look like they're going to go through. I mean, that Miami bunch, I don't put anything past them in the East. That no, Jimmy that Butler guy, I don't put anything past that, that guy. That guy's a warrior, man. And also, you know, the idea that NBA coaches don't mean much. Well, I, I would think that if you look at the Heat, uh, Eric Spolstra is, is a key member of yep. the Heat. So some coaches do make a, a big impact. Uh, and you're right, Jimmy Butler, it looks like sometimes, okay, we, we need a basket. Okay, Jimmy, you got to come through for us, and he, and he does. But you talk about the TV, you potentially could have a Celtics-Lakers NBA, ah. which would make everybody involved with the TV networks and with the league itself ecstatic. Or this Nikola Jokic people, most people around the country have never seen him. No, I, I mean, he is... It's fascinating. I was on another show the other day. We, we were talking about the big guys in college basketball. You know, Hunter Dickinson leaves Michigan to go to Kansas, and NIL is a big reason. Um, and then you know, the, the reason these guys, you know, if this were 15 or 20 years ago, Hunter Dickinson would have turned pro after a freshman season. But and the weird thing is you potentially you, you had Embiid winning the MVP, Jokic finished second, yep. two seven-footers. But they're not normal seven-footers. I mean, Embiid is uber-athletic. Yep. Uh, Jokic is a 6'3 player in a seven-foot body. Crazy. I mean, his passing is incredible. Um, he hits, you know, he doesn't have the greatest, you know, he, he, I don't think the kid can jump, but he hits his outside shots. He rebounds because he understands positioning. It, it's interesting. And, then, yeah, if you have a Denver Sixers final, you have two teams built around their centers, but they're not centers from the old days. These guys are vastly, vastly different, and that's why Hunter Dickinson's going into his fourth year of college. You know, you know what else is wild about that Jokic guy is that he's got a body of a sixty-five-year-old. Well, that's yeah. He's he looks like, a, like guy a dad. You would it's like a father out there in YMCA. Exactly, a YMCA father. Yep, him and PJ Tucker look like a couple YMCA players. The difference is. Uh, P.J. Tucker plays like a YMCA player. Sometimes. Sometimes. But, I mean, he's all these guys, they're, they're crafty. And that's, yep. that's why some guys that you watch an NBA game and you're like, I can't believe this guy made the league. He, he wasn't really that good in college. And then you realize because he's smart, doesn't make mistakes, he's crafty, he can hit the three, he does a lot of the small things well, glue guy, all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, the idea that Austin Reeves has become an important player uh, for the Lakers is sort of mind-blowing. Bino made a really good point earlier, which is when you're watching NBA games these days, like right now, and you turn a thing on, and you're going to, where'd that guy play in college? Now, where'd that guy play in college? Right. A lot of these guys that are making impacts are either fringe college players, which is really strange. Uh, the the, the uh, Heat's roster, they've got like seven free agents, seven guys that weren't drafted. I mean, that's just incredible scouting. I don't, I don't know what else you'd call it. Great yeah, player development, yeah. whatever it is. And then you've got in the Lakers, you've got a couple guys that have been catalysts for them in the playoffs who literally nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, well, I mentioned um, Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker, who had a great, I guess, fourth quarter the other day. He was a former first-round pick who had sort of, been it become a journeyman. Yeah, G leaguer. Um, yep. You need journeymen. And you're talking about the Heat. I think that's where Spolster comes to the fore. Um, and the, the makeup of the Heat, it's a bunch of disparate parts 
but Spolstra puts them together, uh, and, and, and they play extremely well. I mean, Max Struss. What is that? He, he, went, he went to DePaul after transferring from a Division II school. Wow, um, I didn't know that. That kid's yeah. a D2 player, huh? So, in terms of, Duncan Robinson was a Division Three player. What? Yeah. So, and then he went to Michigan and had that one season there with a good, you know, he's a really good outside shooter. So, and, and Max Struss is not that big, but burly guy and smart. And again, Spolstra sort of puts interchangeable, not interchangeable parts, but interchangeable players around Jimmy Butler, lets Butler do his thing, and then get, you know, Bam Adebayo was obviously a high-level college player. Doesn't always show up uh, against other big men, but it's it's an interesting team to watch. And um, then you got Jalen Brunson, who didn't come off the court the other night, and you know he was he was a star player at Villanova. Um, but yeah, it's it, it is interesting to look at the NBA and realize some of these guys weren't even college stars; they were college role players, and now they've become NBA role players. And smart coaches know how to use them. Hugie, college uh, football. The Vegas is starting to throw, and DraftKings threw out a couple of uh, tantalizing numbers the other day. One of them was Florida's win total this year is six and a half. The second one is Tennessee's nine and a half. Now, let's start with Florida. I saw Florida at five and a half. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Five and a half. Five and a half, yeah. What? did Dan Mullen do there besides not recruit? How can that, that possibly be? That's it. He did not recruit. Um, his, I think his last recruiting class, I think there's seven guys left, and that's the 2021 class. Um, it's What? You know, they have some interesting young players. Uh, they got nice running backs. Um, the secondary could be interesting because of some young players. The defensive line's got some freshmen who are going to be really good. Um, they got three freshman wide receivers who all could become really high-level players in two or three years. But this year's team, I mean, they got Graham Mertz at quarterback. And that's, I think if you, any, any evaluation of Florida, all you have to say is the Gators plan to start Graham Mertz at quarterback and then you move on. Because Graham Mertz is not very good. Um, he played in a extremely run-heavy offense at Wisconsin, and an offense that the de- opposing defenses were hyper focused on stopping the run, and still he was ineffective. So I don't know how much more effective he's going to be at Florida in a better league, uh, playing better defenses on a weekly basis. And the Wisconsin teams he was on generally had more talent than everybody else in their division, and still struggled the last two years. Hey, uh, Mike, uh, the spring transfer portal window is closed uh, for entries. Um, uh, less uh, about what you expected, uh, less impact players available than you expected, or how, how about that spring window? Yeah, I think it was. this was going to be an interesting one because it was the first one with the new window in place, the, 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 you know, the, win- the window in December, January, and then this one after spring practice. And last year, in 2022, after spring practice, Jordan Addison went in. Who, you know, and he became, oh, my God, Jordan Addison, who was one of the biggest three transfers on paper before last season. And this year there was nobody close to that. I think, the, obviously, the vast majority of high-level players, difference makers, 
went in went into the portal in December and January. There are a couple guys. Zachary Franklin, the UTSA receiver, he can play for anybody. Maybe not start and star, but he is a legitimate rotation guy everywhere, except maybe Ohio State, um, but everywhere else. Um, you know, there was a, a couple DBs went in, and, and obviously grad students still can go in. But I, I think that this this was the first iteration of this version of the transfer portal with the windows. And I think coaches who were, okay, we're going to get some more guys in there after spring practice that can help us. I think now they've realized, I think this is sort of a, a tone setter. I think all the good players are going to continue to go in in December and January because they want to go through spring practice at their new school. Um, I was surprised by almost the total lack of quarter any name quarterbacks. You, you figured there be, might be one at USC who would go in, might be one at Texas who would go in, nope, one at Georgia maybe. Nobody went in that was uh, of any of any stature of quarterback really. So. Um, I think if you were a coach hoping to get players, I can find one guy in the spring transfer portal that can help. I think that was that was it. But if you were looking for more than one, you know, I don't know what Colorado, for instance, is going to do. Um, you know, they yes, they were horrendous. They were one in eleven last year. They only beat Cal, um, but with that kind of roster turnover, you look at what's available in the portal now, and you're like. I'm not sure these dudes are better than the ones who left. And if you're going to change over your roster, don't you want better players? Um, I don't care when they go in or when they come out, but there's, there's a heck of a lot of vacancies on the Colorado roster, and I'm not sure how much better um, they're going to get in terms of what's left right now. You know, Bino brought the portal up. We, I was talking with somebody around Tennessee's apparatus, and they were telling me, because I was asking, kind of poking around, can we expect – you guys to grab somebody, blah blah. Not really. Right. They said there's no. They said they said there's not. There's just not the depth of, and there's not the uh, level of talent in that deal that one would think. And I I just find that very very interesting. Uh, it's almost like everybody's sort of adjusted already. And as to the Colorado thing. I think Deion Sanders is going to learn that as well, if he hasn't already, that a bird in the hand's worth two in the bush. And I think players and coaches are kind of starting to learn that together. It's almost like we've seen a little adjustment from that perspective. And let me go back here. I'll pin you down. Tennessee, nine and a half. If you had to play that, are you playing the? Uh, are you playing over that or under that this season? That's an interesting. The SEC East outside of Georgia is. I don't know how good it's going. To, I don't know how good South Carolina is going to be. I, I don't think much of Florida, Kentucky. I'm not sure about Mizzou. Is Mizzou and there's Vandy. Um, I, I think I think ten wins. I, I pick tennis. I would pick Tennessee at ten, so I would take the over. I also would take the over on Florida just because I think Florida's going to win six. Right. But I don't think they're winning anything more than six, and I could see them going five and seven. But I think Tennessee. Um, I think ten and two and or nine and three is the most likely uh, result, and that's why they said it in nine and a half. It's yeah. not. It's crazy. You're down there in Orlando, and you're amongst those Florida people. What if that coach goes out and goes five and seven or six and six? Are they going to have patience with him, or are they going to blow him? I think up? the administration will. A lot of the the fan base won't, but that that's still the. 
it's, you know, it's interesting in this day and age of the message board. I think people sometimes equate message boards with the vast majority of fans. Well, if the message boards say this is happening, well, everybody thinks this way. You, you look on any team's message board, and it's the same 250 people posting, it seems like, so um, or 500 people posting. So it's, it's not – I think the message boards would be on fire, but I don't think Napier needs to worry about his job after this season. Now, there obviously would be more heat going into 2023 – I'm sorry, 2024 – but the 2022 recruiting class, I'm sorry, the 2023 recruiting class that he just brought in probably has as many as between 10 and 15 guys who I think will end up making some kind of impact. And that's vastly different than, than Mullen. And you look at the 2024 class, they got the five-star quarterback, Lagway from Texas, um, and they got a really good safety from Texas. They got two good linebackers, including Ernest Graham's. Son, who's a top 100 linebacker nationally. So uh, the, the, the administration is going to have patience. The fan base won't, but that's any fan base. Hughie, you're my man. On the way out, I really appreciate your time. Game 7 Sunday, give Bry the bad news. He, they're going to drop three in a row in his building, aren't they? No, I think, I think unfortunately we're going to have a Celtics Heat Eastern Conference Final and a Lakers Nuggets Western Conference final, um, and I just I don't want it to be Celtics Lakers. Uh, I, I hope it's the Nuggets. No offense, Brian. So, no offense, Brian, but everybody's cheering against your Celtics. <laughs> no offense, Brian. Yeah, you're, a lot of folks. Are, you're right. A lot of folks are, but I don't know if a lot of people like the Sixers either. That's the problem. So, oh, James Harden's so likable, and Joel Embiid flopping around like a soccer player. Thank you, well, my he man. Played soccer growing up. That's so there. You go. Apropos. Yeah. Appreciate you, brother. Thank All you. All right, man. Talk to you next week. He, he flops around, Bino. JoJo does. JoJo, JoJo likes to flop around out there. I, I tell you, the, what would have been the most disturbing thing for me, Tony, as a Sixer fan, would they're they're down eight with about two minutes left, and they miss the shot, and Celtics get the rebound, and Embiid and Hartner coming down the floor like this game is over. How about that, Brian? Bino, with two minutes left in an NBA game, in an eight-point game, those two guys couldn't be bothered to get back because they were moping. They were. They were They moping. were. That would have made me mad as a hornet. I told you, you talked a little bit about the totals. Yeah. I'll tell you how good Vegas is. I think the winner of the Tennessee-Florida game determines which one of those teams goes over and which one goes under. I think if Tennessee beats Florida, they'll win 10 games. I think if Florida fails to beat Tennessee, they will not win six. Can you imagine talking about the Florida Gators with a a five-and-a-half point, five-and-a-half point, uh, five-and-a-half win total in May? When was the last time? I would almost feel sorry for their fan base if they weren't full of a bunch of white trash rednecks. Continue. When was the last Go ahead, Brian. Oh, yeah, okay. I thought we were going to break. When was the last time those teams played and both were good? Let's bring the great Chris Woodruff Without further ado, I'm being told that he's now joining us, and we're going to partition him off from our conversation. Number eight seed Tennessee hosts number nine seed South Carolina. 
3 o'clock on Saturday. The Vols beat South Carolina 6-1 and one back on April 9 during their nine-match winning streak. Tennessee, every time Woody appears on here, they get the dub, but who's counting? It's like the opposite of Tony Voltello and his appearances <laughs> on here. Uh, Chris Woodruff, welcome in, my brother. Hope all's well. And uh, how are we feeling on the eve of uh, South Carolina's destruction? How are we feeling today, brother? Well, just, you know, trying to take it like we do every match. I mean, I'm kind of a big believer in what John Madden said. You know, he said there's no such thing as a big game. They're all big. So, you know, we, we have an experienced team as, you know, you and I talked about last time I was on your show, and, you know, I, I, I like our chances. If we play well and they play well, we'll be fine. Home court matter in your sport? Uh, depends on where you're going and, and, and where you're playing. If you if you go down there and, and like like you say, to Kirby Dumb, yes, it does. And if, 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 if you play here, yes, it does. I mean, the courts take some getting used to, the conditions, the wind. I mean, there are a lot of variables other than just throwing the balls out there and, 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 and running around. Woody, I kind of love you on the TLD Logistics Hotline, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics Online, tldlogistics.com. Jim Peters and the gang, shout out, woo, woo, you know it. Uh, you know, you were talking about, let's talk about your home court. How important is it for folks to get out there tomorrow and support you all at 3 o'clock when you take on South Carolina. It's terrific. I mean, we, we uh, for the last match when we played Wake Forest, we had, you know, probably five 600 people, Boom. Um, which for our sport is, is significant. And, you know, going on, you know, I appreciate you having me on your show like you've done for the past, you know, four years. Uh, so, you know, the more people who can come out and, and watch, I know that I've already gotten some texts and things from various people in the community. Awesome. Knoxville's a big tennis community, so like you said, you know, hopefully they can come out and, 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 and watch uh, some really good tennis. You know, I knew Knoxville was a big tennis community from my time on campus as a kid in the mid-'80s and uh, hanging out with the guys from different countries. And we already talked about how you have, like, the United Nations uh, kind of roster. Yeah. <laughs> and And... It's just part of the deal, but there are people in the community that wrap their arms around those uh, young people, both the guys and the gals, and make them feel welcome and, and, and you know, make sure they're kind of uh, taken care of and all that good stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. And, and back then, you know, I was just, I thought it was marvelous how into Tennessee tennis the local tennis community was. I mean, it's it's a big deal when you guys win. It's important to people here. I think there's a. I think you touch on a on a great point that this whole community, you know, once they get behind it, whether it be you know, listening to your show, calling in, you know, Tennessee football, basketball, baseball, tennis, whatever, softball, racing. I mean, whatever whatever this group of people that live in Knoxville choose to follow. There, are, there is like a small army behind that one person, no matter what the sport is. And how do you keep your kids from complacency? You know, like Brian Hartman's Celtics don't 
handle prosperity very well. They play a good game, and then they look like garbage. They play a good game, they look like garbage. And I mean, let's face it, Woody, the Sixers are going to go up to Boston on Sunday and lay his guys to waste. That said, how do you keep your your kids from, hey, we whipped these guys 6-1 to one last time we saw them uh, five weeks ago. How, how do you keep your kids away from that? You got to have that tenacity. Yeah, you know, I was I was just thinking as you're asking me that question, I'm thinking about how do Durant and Booker lose by thirty? Like, if you just think of that yep. skill set, just exactly two, right. You know, I just don't understand that. I mean, I I, I really don't. Yep. It's just something. It's like for our guys, it's very similar on a much smaller scale because we're not getting paid millions and millions. But I mean, you got to have a little bit of pride. You got to have a little bit of want to in you. And you got to, you know, it, 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 it's just that fear of it, it. It's hard to beat those of us who have played competitive athletics. It's hard to beat somebody twice. I, you know, I don't, I really don't care is. what you do. I Like we just thought like Sixers and the Celtics. I mean, the Sixers take, you know, uh, the game before and then the Celtics win. I mean, it's just the seesaw back and forth. I just think you, I just think it boils down to you got to be ready every time the bell goes off. Well, Every time. you know, I've seen you play tennis and I've seen you play golf, so I know you're a hell of an athlete. This Tatum guy last night, this guy can't throw it in the ocean, right? He gets a couple foul shots and he gets to feel the ball and he gets to see the ball go in. And then out of nowhere, Brian, what was his number before he hit the first three ball? What was his number shooting? He was 0 for 3. Like O for shooting three pointers, then he hit all his four, all four of his three pointers there in the last five minutes of the game. How do you do? Any, any, and yeah, for thirty-five minutes or no, for forty-three minutes in the basketball game, he's on the floor for most of it. He can't buy, and he's not even close, and he can't make twos either. He, he's just not scoring, and so, I mean, what do? You, with these professional athletes, it's or any of these athletes, it's crazy how when something triggers in you, all of a sudden you're comfortable. Where five seconds ago you weren't. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, I think that you guys were talking about it with the Suns. I mean, you know, the on the flip side of it, the Suns couldn't find the bucket the whole game. No, they got to be forty. Whole game. Yeah, it was unbelievable. You know. You know. I mean, uh, it was unreal. I mean, I don't get it. <laughs> it was unreal. I don't get it. In the tennis world. Yeah. This this uh, this uh, Nikola Jokic guy who has a what I call a dad bod on him. You know, he looks like he's fifty five years old, and yeah. and he's out there competing with these kids, and he's just he's almost like we used to say roly poly as kids. Yeah. He's like a little bit fat, you know, and uh, but somehow he gets it done in the tennis world. You don't see those type guys, but. Coming up, did you ever compete with guys that were like shot makers who just didn't? Maybe they were a little on the uh, chunky side, but they were good shot makers. And did anybody ever get to the professional ranks that could just make shots like that? Well, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I don't call, recall playing anybody at the highest level, at least in tennis, that had a dad bod. Um, but I will say that. You know, you you obviously know Roger Federer. Yeah, I think he was probably the quintessential shot maker. Shot of all maker. Time. Yeah, I mean, he's just an, he's just an is just kind of like an artist, wasn't he? And that's what this guy pure, is. Just a pure yeah. player, kind of like Ray Allen's jump shot. That's you know, right. He was just like a 
a pure shooter of the ball, probably one of the best pure shooters ever, Ray Allen, honestly. But I'm getting out of my lane. I'm sorry about well, no, that. No, your point but, is about like a fetter, when, when those guys need it, they're hitting a winner by you. It's just right. pure as a driven that's snow. Right. And like when they call on it, it's gone right down the line. And you're looking at it going, you had the smallest of window. And last night I saw the Jokic guy throw a ball up, like falling out of bounds, and he's able to like contort his body and get a ball yeah. up around the rim. And you're going, what? I mean, where does that even come from? You know, I read in that little, uh, also I read in that dust stuff that, that Jokic had with, the, with the, the owner that evidently, to your point about, that little it factor, he's evidently very smart because the little blurb that I read said that he was very smart and wanted that ball back because all year long he's been taking it and pushing the tempo to get the next play in. You know, so he saw that as an opportunity. Give me that ball and off we go. But I think there's also a sense of, you know, he's got some smarts to him as well. Yeah, it's um, it, it's a wild deal. You guys have been really good in the postseason. What's the secret? Last several years, you've you've kind of like lived in the elite eight, and and further uh, yeah. than that, what what is the secret here? Uh, yeah, that's a really good question. Somebody brought that exact point up to me yesterday. They said, you know, we posted four super regions in, in a row, which, as you know, it's very hard to be top eight. Mm-hmm. Like baseball hosting four super regions in a row is mm-hmm. so different. I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. I, I really don't know. I think you just, uh, like earlier we were talking about, you know, what makes them good and how we achieve. I mean, first thing I do, I think it goes back to recruiting. In order to play here, you have to love tennis. That's the first thing. Kids come on campus. Parents come sometimes, although me being a global sport, like you said, it's hard to get the parents here. But the first thing I say is you got to love tennis. And so, we, you know, we're going to push. It's a little bit like Tennessee basketball here. you got to love to be pushed because Coach Barnes pushes you. And so you got to love it, and and I think that's a big thing. And when you love it, you have a hard time going down, man. You you just don't like to lose. And Woody, in that recruiting deal, you go to them or they come to you? Well, it's funny. It's funny when I started when I took over this job, we were ranked sixty-five, and so you know you have to really you go out and beat the bushes. Like people don't know that from I went to Australia like seven years in a row from November, the end of November, to the almost up till around the middle of December. And that's a long trip. Yes. You know, that's 21 hours that's from right. Dallas to Sydney. That's you right. Know? And you got to go when you're struggling, and that's part of the rebuild. But, you know, COVID in some ways for us was a blessing because my guys being from Europe, we started doing a lot of Zoom. And thankfully, on top of doing a lot of Zoom, results. I mean, it's like a stock. I mean, if you're doing well and people see you're consistent, they're not afraid to invest in you because all they have to go on really are your results, right? So guys from Serbia and and some of these other countries, they don't mind coming to Knoxville. They don't have to know a lot about it. They want to win and do well, and they want to come to America and play, you know, big-time college athletics. You're the man, brother. Give Brian the bad news, what's going to happen Sunday to his Celtics. We've won twice in their building. They've won twice in ours. You're a sportsman. You see the writing on the wall, 8675309. Give Brian the bad news. I just got to say, the one thing that Doc Rivers has kind of tapped into James Harden a little bit, hadn't he? Sending him music and 
I mean, last guy you want, Harden's a timely shooter. He might come up big. He might come up big. There's no doubt. Oh, Woody, I wanted you to give me some hope, and you're talking about tapping into. Hey, Bino, tell him what Harden was doing with two minutes left in the game last night and in a seven-point game. He was uh, he he was playing some uh, church leg transition defense, Chris. He was walking back. <laughs> church leg. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, Woody, best of luck to you. Much love to hey, you. Tony, Tomorrow, three o'clock. Hey, tell the living lister, speak to somebody that's on the fence about getting out there tomorrow. Yeah, if you if if, if you don't have much to do and you want to see some good tennis, come on down to the Goodfin. Good friend tennis complex at, at, at 3 p.m. And Tony, I'll use you as my good luck. You know, if we if we win tomorrow, let's get on there the following week. As a great Marvin Gaye once said, let's get it on. And you have a doc good. And good luck this weekend, buddy. Thanks a lot. Thank you, my friend. Bino, I enjoy him. He came on and used the term Kirby dumb on the air. <laughs> I, I do too, Tony. And he, he's, he's so well-rounded in his sports knowledge. Uh, uh, I, I would love to talk with him. I just don't know anything about his sport. I hadn't stopped you from getting on here and talking about other things. <laughs> Man, I mean, your 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 overall I, lack of knowledge, Bino, hasn't uh, it hasn't inhibited you from answering your you know opening your mouth. <laughs> that's just, that's just wrong. One thing that you do learn as you get older and you do this, because when you're a kid, you feel the need to justify yourself, right? So. Somebody calls you, and I listen to kids every once in a while, and they just, they're faking it. Let me, let me tell you two, two things to the young, aspiring uh, talk show host out there. One, don't be afraid of silence. Silence is not a bad thing, like this. It's not a bad thing. Don't say, uh, 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 get that out of your, get that out of your system. See, I'm collecting my thought there. It's okay. little dead air is okay. Second thing is, I don't know. I don't know is a very powerful phrase. I don't know will keep you out of trouble. Brian Hartman needs to learn I don't know when it comes to his Celtics, uh, Bino. I don't know, Tom. What a weird... How about those guys in 660 WFAM, Bino, saying that the Rays are cheating? Because they're, us- they're literally... They have one-seventh of your payroll and the Phillies' payroll, yeah. and they have better teams than we do. One-seventh. Yeah. One-seventh. Just a tremendous organization, Tony. Right right now, it, it appears to me that the Rays and the Braves are the best two organizations in baseball. It ain't close. A- am I going to sit here as a Phillies fan and say the Braves are cheating? No. No. I mean, I'm all here with John Brace the other day saying, hey, Brace, would you let somebody else win? I mean, can we let somebody else, like, you know, can you at least, like, drop six in a row so we can have, like, a division race? So it isn't all about the wild card. But that's what they've done to baseball, Bino, where, and I wonder if Matt Dixon's right. I wonder if that's what's going to happen to college football, where you just look at it as a college football fan, like, hey, we just got to get in the tournament. We were talking about that yesterday, and I, I would love to get into that with you some, because uh, yesterday we had a discussion with John Adams, 
regarding, and I was taking notes. I'm gonna I'm gonna blog on this, but regarding the teams that are actually going to be eligible to win a national championship during the playoff system, because the playoff system is going to be harder to win a national championship. You can't just be Cincinnati and be seated into the Final Four, or TCU last year and seated into the Final Four, and you only have to win one game. Because Sean doesn't think, and I think he's probably right, the Big 12 won't have a team capable of winning through the playoffs. Because now, Brian, you're going to have to win how many games to get there? Unless you're seeded top four, Brian, how many well, games you got to win? You'll have to win four games if you're not seated in the top four. Ain't going to happen. And you'll have to win three games if you are seated in the top four. Ain't going to happen being there coming out of the top, uh, coming out of the top, uh, coming out of the Big 12. Ain't going to happen. They're going to have a team capable of doing that. Well, neither will the Pac-12 probably, unless it's Oregon or, and most of the ACC other than Clemson won't. Is that a haughty thing to say, Bino? Do you find that to be a false thing to say, or do you think that's probably what Adam said is probably inaccurate? He thinks the two leagues, the two power leagues, are going to control the sport for the national championship. And every every once in a while, the ACC will have a team good enough. Uh, no, I, no, yeah, Tony, I think. Uh... I think that the SEC is going to basically win the majority of the playoffs just like they've won uh, the majority uh, of the BCS era or whatever else has come along. Uh, and, you know, if, if they don't, the Big Ten is the most likely to have a team there. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure we'll see USC teams going forward like the ones that won national championships. Uh, uh, there'll be an occasional team like that from another league, but the SEC and the, and the Big Ten are going to dominate winning uh, the the playoffs with uh, the SEC winning the vast majority of them. And then the other thing I'd like to get into with you is what, when you start thinking about the Vols and you start thinking about the playoff system and you start thinking about a guy like Mike Huguenin, who I love, who's so knowledgeable, Saying, oh, I'll take 10 wins for Tennessee this year. I'm still thinking like it's uh, like I'm a couple years ago. I can't wrap my brain around that the Vols are going to win 10 games in 2023. And I refuse to do that to Josh Heupel. But when Las Wages, when they, when they throw a, um, a number up like nine and a half to start, I mean, it really makes you wonder. Am I missing the boat here? Are you like me, Bino? I'm having trouble wrapping my brain around that Tennessee's just going to roll out and win 10, 10 games this year with everybody that lost and with Joe Milton, a quarterback. No offense to him. Sure. I mean, it's not – 10 wins aren't ingrained uh, in our minds. Uh, how long had it been since we won 10 games? Before doing it this past season, right now, twenty oh seven, I guess. Wow, wow. So it's understandable that we wouldn't just automatically believe we're going to start winning ten games every year. Now, Butch, I think Butch won nine twice, but that was with a bowl win. Butchy boy, yeah. that's as close as they came. Butchy B O I, bitchy Butchy boy. I like when Butch used to tell us when he would win his eight and then his ninth. That's great. You need to be happy with that. Now, what a what a moron that dude was. 
absolute, complete, and total maroon. 865-200-5402, the number if you want to join. Let's get another TO in here. We'll come back, and, we'll, and, and we will commence in hour two. And upon our continuance, we roll back on the other side and continue on your Friday. Bino, Bronny Boy, Basilio, B, 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 on a Friday after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big, no tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113 or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. And Tony B. back with you as uh, we welcome you back on the program that always gives you more. It is an absolute pleasure, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and, uh, boys and girls, children of all ages. I- I'll tell you this. I. I enjoy uh, our community, and I enjoy things that are good for our community. And and I I, I want to introduce a gentleman to you who is uh, out in front of um, eight six five Alliance. The great Mike Meyer now joining us, who coaches them, and he joins us now on the program. They got off to a Last week in the NPSL, they got a W down in Georgia last week. And they're on the road uh, this week over in Charlotte. uh, And then they're back next week making their home debut. Coach, welcome in. Making your debut on the program. Hope you're doing well, brother. Yeah, thank you for having me. Talk to me about going on the road with a new group of guys and getting the W last week? Well, the boys really stepped it up. Uh, it was an exciting time, you know, going on the road with those guys. They've kind they've really come together and they've gelled. So um, every these first two weeks is going to be always a challenge because players are being added or you just don't have your full component of players, and all the MPSL teams are dealing with that. So we were very fortunate to get the, the W. So um, hopefully... We get to, you know, we continue to grow and uh, be ready for Charlotte because obviously Charlotte's team is going to be different because um, they're going to obviously add to it and be better. So we're, we've been just prepping for that, and um, we've got to watch a little bit about them, but I'm sure that's going to um, change. Uh, so we're going to probably see a new team tomorrow. So we have to make sure we're ready for that. <laughs> wow. So much for film, you know. So, Coach, in terms of what we're talking, just so the living listener understands us, because when you come back a week from Saturday and you have your home opener, what folks are looking at here is a lot of elite-level college kids that are from the region. It's almost like wooden bat baseball uh, in the summer that we see. This is how these kids stay sharp and continue their growth. Many of these youngsters have come up through your program, yes? Yes, uh, a couple are 
Andy Sullins, uh, Ben Pinsky, Preston Holmes, they came through the FC Alliance um, youth program, which John Snyder ha- and Josh Gray has developed. So, yeah, we've been very lucky, and hopefully we can continue to develop those type of kids um, and give them a platform when they're ready, uh, they can move forward. And then that platform, the MPSL platform, could maybe possibly lead to something else. Yeah, and and I understand, like, looking at the bio of some of these kids, you have some highly decorated kids, don't you, playing that play on the collegiate level that have high aspirations, yes? Yes. Uh, obviously, Andy Sullins is uh, currently at UVA, and uh, yeah, it's a big-time program, ACC. Uh, we have a little bit of uh, international flair. We have three players from Paraguay, from the University of Cumberland, which uh, Chris Lefevre has done a great job of helping us out. Um, and we have some English from Stephen Lyons, from Carson Newman, uh, Ben King, and uh, Gabe Martins, as well as uh, Darren Demiza, which is from Holland. Um, uh, we have some players from LMU. Um, Tom Gallette, which just got the, the new head coaching job, has really helped us out a lot. And... Um, yeah, it's just uh, the players, whether it's Division One, Two, Three, NAIA. Um, we have a good group of kids that have a good balance, both American and international. And talk to me about your style of play, uh, if you can, as we as we visit today. Mike Meyer joining, head coach, eight six five Alliance, eight six five Alliance dot com. Their home debut is a week from Saturday. They got off to a big, huge win, a huge win against an established program uh, down in Atlanta last weekend, and they're at Charlotte uh, coming up tomorrow. But tell me about, in terms of your style of play, if you play the way you want to play, are you more of a defensive guy or are you more of an attacking guy? Uh, I would say more balanced. I would try. I'm... I'm obviously German. My last name obviously is that's very obvious, but uh, I try to keep balance from the back to the midfield to the forwards and keeping everything layered and tight uh, when we're defending. And then obviously when we're attacking, we're, we, we want to be very creative and uh, look to keep the ball. I think last week we did that. Um, I think we our back line and our midfield was very – the connection was there, and we had to. I thought there was a, a disconnect from our midfield to the forward, and then we fixed that in the second half. And then um, Sebastian Chara came up with a big goal, which uh, he, he jumped into the number ten position, which added a little bit of creativity. Um, so yeah, it was, it was so far so good. But like I said uh, previously, each opponent uh, is going to throw a different element to it and you have to adjust to it sometimes you can explore and probe and other times you have to you know low pressure and see what they you know, they give you what is it about that sport that calls your name because <laughs> it's been it's given me everything my entire life <laughs> uh, i've been doing this whether it's playing or uh, coaching and and so forth so i've been very lucky and blessed uh so soccer has been good to me you know these kids have opportunities now that I'm in my mid-50s and I played that sport growing up but 
we didn't have a scintilla of what these kids have now, the opportunities they have. Yeah, how different is it for you? How different was it for you? And I don't know how old you are. I'm mid-50s, but how, how different is it from when you were a kid to what these this opportunity they have here is, is huge this summer? To play out there in Hardin Valley Academy in front of folks, continue to grow their game against their peers. I mean, that's a great opportunity for them. Oh, for sure. Um, it's a golden age for soccer, and it continues to grow, and the level has gotten extremely high. Uh, when I played, they, it's really changed names. It really, the system is somewhat the same. Um, the club, I when I would, I would say from 15 on up, it was called Team Cincinnati, and we played what the league was called the Alliance. Mm-hmm. Then it kind of morphed into the MRL, which then turned into the MPL, and then it morphed into the DA. Now it's called the MLS Next. Um, I'm talking more specifically the guy side. Yeah. Um, but it, it's evolved in a, a great way. Um, and these kids uh, have that platform and when they, when they have that stage, and whether it's a college scout or a professional scout or a national team scout, um, they're doing a really good job of screening talent um, as we've kind of evolved up to this point. So uh, I got to work with some of the DA guys when I was in Michigan with Vardar, and I got to experience that and how meticulous uh, the scouts were when they were kind of looking at my academy team. And they, they've taught me a lot. Um, when I worked with Eric Rudland, uh, which was the head coach of Lansing United as well as uh, AFC Ann Arbor, um, and he's the director there now, he uh, mentored me and showed me how to do a lot of the stuff that I'm trying to do here. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great time, like I said, in, in regards to these kids. Um, the biggest thing I would say that I didn't get that they have now is how we break down and prepare them from um, a college standpoint and, and giving them and mapping them out. This is what, how, you know, to prepare, prepare to talk to an athletic director, a coach, uh, an assistant, giving them a profile where maybe I never had that. Those, those kids are getting it at sixth and seventh grade where we got it maybe when I was 17. So, um, yeah, they're definitely more prepared. Uh, up to this point in most sports well no 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 in most sports if you don't haven't been through this as a parent in most sports if you don't have that side of your i don't say act but that side of your portfolio together what you learn is nobody's going to tell your story for you exactly so you better know how to tell your story as a young athlete, I, I would suggest that to any parent listening to me. I don't care what sport you're involved in, but that is one thing that you guys do uh, in that entire program there. And an outgrowth of this is the 865 Alliance tomorrow night on the road or tomorrow afternoon on the road uh, in uh, Charlotte. And then you're back next week at Hardin Valley Academy. How excited are you? And talking to John and those guys, they said they didn't realize how much work this was going to be putting all this together. I could have told them it was going to be insane. <laughs> I, I asked those two guys if they were trying to drive themselves crazy when they sat down and told me what they were going to do. But um, 
how exciting is it going to be for you to get on the home turf next week? It'll be real exciting. I think the whole club is is going to be there, and the the, the, the community we've reached out to the Hispanic community, and obviously we have three Orlean Vasquez, Sebastian Chara, and Carlos Martinez, um, and they came from this, this from Knoxville. So, uh, and all the people that followed them in the Hispanic leagues are awesome. probably going to be there. That's which fun. Is kind of exciting. Yeah, I love that. I, I, and that's one of my favorite things about that sport is you get to experience different cultures while you're experiencing the sport itself, which I, I've always found that to be a fascinating side of, uh, of that game. Uh, anything else you'd care to add, Mike, on the way out? I really appreciate your time, and good luck, man. Good safe travels and good luck. Bring a W home. No, obviously... Uh... I want to thank you for having me on, Tony. Um, Knoxville, come out and see us uh, a week from tomorrow, and we'll keep working at it, taking one game at a time. And um, once again, thank you for having me on. Thank you, brother. Much blessings to you. Likewise. All right. 865 Alliance. They're over at Hardin Valley Academy next week on the road with Charlotte this week, and I thank Mike Meyer for joining. 865-200-5402 program that has been pretty guest intensive to this point we're now getting ready to go to the phones all lines are currently jammed up i'm really surprised that bino didn't put his hand up during that in our room and i'm really surprised that bino didn't say he did not raise his hand and say tony i've got a question about the sport to kings can you guys hear me now bino can you hear me we can hear you loud and clear now tom Okay, 865-200-5402. Surprise, Bino, you didn't jump in there. Let's go to the phones without further ado. Before we do, Bino's got one thing he wants to get off his chest regarding the uh, the gambling situation, which I find very interesting. Go ahead, Bino. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting discussion that you had, Tony, and uh, you're, you're right. When, when something becomes uh, more convenient, more available, uh, the stigma's removed from it. Uh, you're going to have more people involved with it. Uh, so I think you probably do have much more volume and a bigger issue as far as gambling, uh, players gambling on other sports, collegiate players gambling on other sports. Um, the one thing that I will say is if they're, what's different about this age is if they're doing it legally and on those apps, then you kind of remove uh, some of the seamy side that used to be there as far as getting players jammed up by betting with bookies uh, uh, who you don't have to have put the money up front. I mean, gambling with uh, with an app, you have to have the money available. It's not something that you can all of a sudden owe someone uh, and and maybe get jammed up to where in order to to pay off your debt or make sure that it doesn't become public that you've been gambling, uh, that you have to do something uh, like fix games or that kind of that that kind of deal. That you know that's not going to be as as prevalent as it used to be. But gambling on the games themselves, I'm sure, is much more prevalent than it once was. Well, and that's such a good point. See, I think the best thing about 
legalize gambling. And people fall down, people come down on all sides of this, and I, I respect everybody's opinion. Yeah, n- nobody's right. We're probably, like a lot of issues, probably somewhere in the middle is, is, where, the, is where the actual best point lies. When it comes to the gambling issue, I, I look at it, and I say to myself, would I rather have runners on college campuses, which existed in the past, trying to jam up college athletes and get them in debt so that they have to go out and shave points. We know of a few situations where that's happened. It's happened in hundreds of places. I mean, if we're going to get real, hundreds. That's happened hundreds of times down through the last hundred and so years. I mean, you agree with that, right, Bino? That that kind of thing, and nobody ever finds out about it, but that's happened a bunch. Oh, a bunch. yeah. I mean, a, what, a bunch. I mean, what you see, real. what you hear about is the tip. So, moving along, would I rather have that or would I rather have it on your phone where when a commission, i.e. in Ohio, up in Iowa, and who knows, some of these are places where it's going to pop up. It's going to pop up. Kids are doing it. Would I rather have an apparatus in place where it's caught and... The people that are doing it don't have to deal with getting their families threatened. Look, people are going to gamble. John Bryce made a great point. You know, down through time, the NFL tried to act like we are above gambling when the whole time they knew their sport was all about gambling. Why did they release injury reports it's not for competitive reasons it's for gambling it's not so the cowboys get to know that the giants first uh first string tight end is injured no 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 it's so that bino in knoxville who's a degenerate gets to bet accordingly and John Bryce made a great point. College football needs to join the party. They need to tell these megalomaniac coaches that they're not God and that they have to issue real and true injury reports and cut all this nonsense. And our coach does it too. They all do it, but cut out the nonsense. It's a really good point Bryce made. Yeah, and that, that, that's that's the same as taking the runner off your campus, Tony. Yes, sir. Because they're they're the gamblers are going to try to get an edge. Yep. And they're they're going to find out the injuries one way or the other. And that's the deal, you know. Um, so eight six five two hundred five four zero two the number. I got like uh, forty to play, forty five to play, whatever the number is, because. We're playing the winery at Seven Springs tonight at 5 Eastern time, which means it's going to be a stacked and packed, stacked and packed time for me. Let me go back to our busy phones and get our next call in. Hello and welcome. You are on your Tony Basilio show with BBB on a Friday. Hello. Hey, Tony. Hey, this is Jimmy from Maryville. How you doing? Hey, Jimmy. Welcome in. 
Hey, I've been listening to you both lately. I hadn't been able to get in, but I was wanting to bring up the uh, the Kelly Jolly contract extension. Uh, did, I don't really understand that. I don't follow the Lady Vols that much, but has she done anything other than be mediocre here? And who was trying to hire her away? Brian, would you like to speak to that? The Kelly Jolly contract extension. Well, she's gone to back-to-back Sweet 16. That's not. Uh, that's really not the standard that they're trying to reach. They're trying to go higher than that, obviously. Yep. And she does have a promising, I guess, right now, next year's team should be at least as good as the last two have been. And she got and the number one player in the country who was like an eighth grader in that class, like five years from now. Committed, I yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, five years from now, good Lord. That's, so that's, well, that's almost meaningless. That's Lane Kiffin type commitment. Uh, well, and, you know, here's the thing about it. She's done a really nice job behind the scenes of cultivating their donors, which has given them a pretty robust in that sport uh, kitty in the NIL world. Now, at some point, she's going to have to put up. Lady Vol fans are going to have to decide um, that are immersed in it, that are invested in it, that are going to put up the money for this. They're going to have to decide if the Sweet 16 is good enough or do we want more. Brian, where are you on that? Brian, what's fair? What, what should be their standard right now? It's a program that used to live in the Final Four. Yeah, but Brian, and so did they Texas. have been so, since 2008, which Brian, is Candace Brian, Parker's last year. So did Texas, so did Louisiana Tech. I mean, let's get real here. What, and what, what's right that? now, there are two there are two monsters in the SEC with That's LSU right. and South Carolina that they're trying to catch. That's right. And I think those two are the standard that used to be the Lady Vols. The standard is now measured by what happens at South Carolina. I and it used to be what happened in, uh, in Knoxville. I'll tell you what was stark to me, Jimmy. Is when um, is when UConn, who was not UConn this year because their best player was hurt, they came in Knoxville, and I think they had three injuries that day. Brian, is that right? I think they had three frontline players out, and they they beat, were a shorthanded team. They beat the Lady Vols like they were blindfolded. I mean, I don't know what that was about. They beat they just pounded them. I mean, it was weird. Yeah, it was. They held okay the first half, and then the second half, they just made them look like they were in a different league. It was we, and they, and they were playing like six players. Yeah, well, I also I mean, we think know that Dino can coach Kelly Jolly being a Lady Vol, former Lady Vol. I think that maybe part of it is they want to take good care of her, and they're showing a lot of faith. What's the, yeah, What's I her number up to now? What's her number up to now? Do you know, Jimmy? It's a little over a million. Woo! And she gets like I don't know how many trips in private jets. Nice, you know. She gets these vacations. I don't know if it's four or something. Good for her, man. And her husband, you know, whatever he does, he probably knocks down a couple hundred. So as a family, they're probably what making one point two, one point three, something like that. That also may be part of it. She's got her husband there coaching. You know, one of the assistant coaches with four or five. uh, With uh, as you say, some some paid vacation in there. It ain't a bad gig. No, it's a good gig. That's the reason I didn't understand why they gave her an extension because she ain't getting that anywhere else. I mean, she's 
you look at her track record, she got fired at North Carolina State. Yeah. She had one really good year at that Missouri State. Right. right. And other than that, uh, she's been pretty mediocre. I mean, I I think at best she could get a C plus here. I don't. I think maybe a C more like it. I mean, the, the people that the boosters they love her, so she's got a good personality. That's the deal on the on the on the court. Well, Rick, Rick Barnes has a good personality too. I mean, you know, but he doesn't so. cultivate. He doesn't cultivate nil like she does, though. I don't. Does he have to as much as her? I mean, don't they? All really, these coaches I mean, do. Josh Heupel. Josh Josh Heupel's been masterful at it. Yeah, so. Josh is on a different level. I mean, you know, but uh, yeah, comparing Rick to, and Kelly Jolly, I don't think either of them are good enough coaches to ever win a national championship. But which one's more likely to make it to a Final Four? I guess women's basketball's a lot easier. But You know, Jimmy, I, one of the things I was thinking about last night watching Doc Rivers, who, when the Sixers lose Sunday, is going to have a 3-2 series lead and lose four times in his career, which seems almost impossible in a seven-game series to have a 3-2 lead and lose four times in your career. You have to be really, really special to do that in the coaching profession. I wonder, Bino... If if Rick Barnes played in the NCAA tournament and it was a three game series, would his record be different, Bino? If those were not one and dones, but actual three game series where he gets a look at somebody and or would you think it'd be about the same, Bean Star? Meaning we'd still call the guy, you know, Mr. March or whatever people call him. Regular season. Well, I think at one time we we talked about one of his big strengths was um, in return matchups yes. against team, yeah. Um, so I, I think he would probably fare better in a series type situation, yep. Uh, than than in a one and done. Because I thought about that last night. I thought, you know, I've got two of the really great regular season coaches of all time coaching my two teams, Barnes and Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers like fourth all time in wins. He is a he is the regular season Rick of NBA basketball. That son of a gun last night wore his team out because he didn't buy minutes for those people, and they were exhausted. It's not his fault. Maybe it's his fault. I don't know, but they were exhausted at the end of it. Jimmy, what do you think? Well, if those were three game series. How would Barnes fare if instead of I, I one and done? I think he'd be about the same. I, don't, I think he'd be about the same. I think within that third game. I, I think he'd get out coached by most of the people that are in the NCAA tournament. They're really good coaches. That's what it is. I mean, I'd I'd, I'd hate to you know he goes against that idiot self of Kansas. I mean, <laughs> self's going to win, isn't he? I don't know. And he doesn't win I mean, in November. Is, is. We smashed him in November. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think that's our point, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you. Good. When, when the, Thank you, Jimmy. Good talking to you, Brian. What do you say to that? Barnes in a three-game series. Because our guy in Philly is getting ready to do the impossible, Brian, which is he's getting ready to lose that 32-year-old guy that you want fired up there in Boston. That's what Brian's going to tell you. The Celtic Nation is going to tell you that win, lose, or draw, they want that coach gone at the end of the year. They don't want that guy back there next year. Well, I go back to the Kentucky when they beat them, I guess, what was it, two out of three that year? Yeah. So that would give me hope. But those are regular season games with one postseason game thrown in there. It's interesting to I, think about. I still think it'd be kind of random. I still think you get random results for the most part. 
it is interesting, right, Bino? Either you're good at it or you're not. But then again, a guy like him that gets two looks at somebody, yeah, is pretty damn good coach when he gets two a, looks at somebody. Bino, he's hard to beat in the Peters game. Probably isn't going to win too many two out of three. But go uh, ahead, Bino. I'm talking about Rick Barnes. That's what we're on here. Go ahead, Bino. Yeah, I, I, you know, part of me says that there, and there are only a handful of them. Yeah, uh, guys that are really special in the postseason, and then there's a bunch of guys that are average in the postseason. They're below average. So, I, I think for the most part, against certain coaches, he he would have trouble. Um, but I, you know, I I think Tennessee would probably. Uh, the most talented team would generally win a two out of three series. I just wonder watching that last night. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's interesting, it's interesting. to think about because are, are certain guys? I guess what I'm getting at here. I think certain teams are built for the regular season, and certain teams are built for the playoffs. That that team down in Memphis is a great example of that. That basketball team, they're going to go out next year and win 55 games in the in the regular season. They're going to get in the postseason, and they're going right. They're going right home. That's just how it's going to play. Unless they do something to radically change their roster, I got bad news for you. It's just like in the NHL. There are certain teams that are built to rack up a bunch of points, and there are certain teams that are built to win in the playoffs. And those are two different things. And Barnes, it's interesting. Next year. When you look at Torvik and you look at these people that talk about roster construction, Tennessee's in the top ten. Now I want anybody to listen to the sound of my voice to tell me you think we're going to the Elite Eight next year. I'll tell you this. I believe that between football, where Mike Huguenin told me we're winning ten games in the fall, basketball, where they have a top ten roster in the country, and I know that baseball teams will be very good next year. This year's kind of a tweener thing, whatever, chemistry, whatever. Are they going to fill the ball tonight and throw it, in the, uh, throw it into the right field stands a few times? Possibly. But next year's baseball teams can be really good. I think it's going to be one of the – I think next year has got a chance. That 23-24 year has got a chance to be the best season – combined we've ever seen from those three sports and that's saying something a a major part of that is football though major part of that is football Tony I was thinking at the first of Jimmy's call that you're exactly right I don't know anything about anything if someone will call in and talk about swimming that'll pretty much hit for the cycle against me today back to the <laughs> Welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony, it's Rusty. Uh, Yo. Bino, what do you think about Michael Phelps? Bino's a big Phelps fan. <laughs> Congratulations. Straight out of we Baltimore. Straight out of Baltimore. <laughs> hey, um, I want to talk about the playoff thing a little bit more than we were talking about yesterday because it's just a great combo. But I have an opinion on whether it's Kelly Jolly or Harper or whether it's Rick Barnes or whether it's uh, Urban Meyer or Josh Heil or whoever. The reason you give extensions and money is because that extension isn't as necessarily about the money. It's it's saying we believe in you. And when you go into a recruit's home, you want that recruit to believe in you. 
And if your school doesn't believe in you, then why the heck am I going to believe in you as a recruit? Yeah, and that's where a lot of schools get. A lot of schools get in a spot where they don't believe in a coach, but they still raise them and extend them. Yeah, which if is a, well, which is a really if interesting place high, to be. Yep. If you're keeping them hired, you might as well extend them and show that you believe in them. If you don't, or fire them, yeah. one or the other. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, and she, if they believe she's the answer, then they absolutely need to extend her. If they don't, then go ahead and move on. But and, don't, you know. And the thing it, about the it, Lady it, Vols, it's the thing about the Lady Vols. It's really interesting, and I'm going to tie it back to another team I follow, which is the Flyers. The Lady Vols are so married to their glory days, just like the Flyers are. My Flyers told everybody, we're moving on from all the past and the Bobby Clark and the 1970s and the Broad Street Bullies. And they went and got a former player yesterday and named him president. And they went and got another former player and named him general manager. So that ain't moving on. That's not moving on from your past. That's called more of the same. And you wonder about the Lady Vols if if that job opened tomorrow, Brian would they would they do the aggressive thing like LSU and go get if if her counterpart that person were available? Dawn Staley picked the phone up, and called him, and said, "I want your job." Would they take her? I don't nope. know. Yeah, I I, I got to wonder. I don't know. They probably could have had a chance to get someone like Kim Mulkey yeah. Baylor. And I don't know before, and they didn't even. I don't even think they considered her. I know that, but the she Walsh she guy, is a Louisiana. Yeah. The Walsh, she is from Louisiana, so I think that made it easier for LSU to go. The Walls guy that. from Louisville wanted the gig. I do know that. We know that the Walls guy wanted and, the gig, and they wouldn't even talk to him. That, I don't think they wanted to hire a man coach, right? Well, that's true too. I guess that's, that's right. That's accurate. Hey, um, the playoff, Tony. Yeah. So we talked yesterday about there's. Six teams getting automatically in. There's six going to be at large and all that. And, and WLM made a bunch of great points. He did mention that Purdue would have, would have been a bid stealer for instant last year if they beat um, Michigan in, in the Big Ten championship. And they would have sold a bid. They would have sold Penn State's bid. It would have still been three teams from the Big Ten. Penn State would have been out of the Rose Bowl and going to the Citrus or somewhere. That's where the bid would have went. So it wouldn't have made another – it wouldn't have added a fourth Big Ten team. It would have just taken away one of the Big Ten teams. See, I Here's think you're right. Line. I think W. Lim was missing, and I get what he's saying. Now, the one yeah, thing, I do too. yeah, and there's going to be eight spots every year for those two teams to play with, right? And, and seven, right. and seven on the odd year for those right. two team for those two teams for those two leagues, the Big Ten and the Lee. SEC, to divide right. out and play with. Unless I'm miscounting, Bino, are we miscounting no, you're, there? You're right. You're right. No, I, I think in most years, over half the field uh, will be Big Ten and SEC teams. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, seven teams, seven out of twelve. you you asked about Notre Dame and the fact that they're going to be one of the possible bid stealers because they're not going to be in a conference. But here's the thing: yeah. if, if Notre Dame goes twelve and zero, they still can't get a buy as an independent. Only conference champions can get one of the buys. Oh, the buys. So how long is it? In, how long is it until Notre Dame says we want to buy? We're, we're joining a conference. Or we're Notre Dame. We want to buy. This is our criteria to get a buy, and they acquiesce to them. I'll tell you what I think is really interesting about Notre Dame 
is that the other day it was announced that Penn State and West Virginia are the first game on um, on NBC in primetime. So basically what's happened to Notre Dame now, and I remember this several decades ago. I was uh, working in, in student radio at Tennessee when that deal was first announced that Notre Dame was going to have the NBC network. We all thought it's over for everybody else. They've got their own network. They've got Hemorrhoid Holtz up there as their coach. They are going to, you know, uh, dominate college football for eons and eons and eons. And it just hasn't worked that way. And now they're relegated on NBC to second fiddle. I mean, they've got Chris Collinsworth's son calling those games. They are relegated. Yeah. I, I think they're going to be an ACC or a Big Ten school within five years because the committee's told them, you're not get you're not getting it. They 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 threw a fit about it when the negotiations were going on. Interesting. And they're just like they're like it's conference champion is the only way you're getting a buy. They're they're I mean and they already play a pretty much an ACC schedule. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you're the man, Rusty. So, Thank you. No, you are. Much love on they the AF, bro. Much love on the AF, and peace to you on the left coast. You know, they, didn't, they, didn't they win an ACC championship that COVID year? Paying those taxes. They did. That's right, Brian. They were a member of the ACC for one season, and they beat Clemson, and they had the controversy about rushing the field during the middle of the pandemic. When Jeremy Pruitt walked those streets with a loaded six-string on his back, 865-200-5402, is my number if you want to join. This is your Tony Basilio show. We've got a couple lines available. Right as I was getting ready, right as I was getting ready to immortalize a few people on here today, come back on the other side. So if you want to jump in, line available for you on this Friday. Race fans, as we continue, there's so much going on. Matt Dixon set the number. It's 16 and a half steals for Kentucky this weekend. I got to ask Bino Jeff Henderson if what 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 action he's taken there as we continue after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring, followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and Friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. 
fast-paced health provides easy access to quality care close to home. The streets you live on are the streets we live on. We're part of the baseball games and Main Street parades. Your community is our community, and it's our mission to provide you with quick, convenient, and affordable health care. We're here for the injuries and illnesses, the preventative treatments, the chronic conditions, and so much more. Fast-paced health. Reserve your spot in line today. Fast-paced health is now open at 600 South James M. Kimball Boulevard. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. A score update, ladies and germs, happening in real time. Go ahead, Brian. The Lady Vols lead Florida 4-0 in the fifth inning at the SEC softball tourney. And if they win tonight, they'll turn around and play. Or if they win today, this game, they'll play tonight versus Alabama in the SEC tourney semifinal. 865-200-5402. Bino, when you guys are uh, out there doing your thing, do you do the chance? Uh, no, Tony. Chance is a women's softball thing. Uh, we basically chastise each other instead of cheer for each other. Well, no, they do the chance, Bino, right? Don't they? Yeah. Yeah, women, women's teams do chance. Men's teams don't, Tony. You don't do the thing? Um, um, no, no. We don't do any of those things. Grand slams and home runs, too. Ha, 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 ha. How hot is hot? Da, na, na, na. No, no chance, Tony. I went to... Uh, no chance, we do chance. I went to saw. I went and saw my... Let's see, how would I put this? My brother's... I guess she'd be my great-niece. My niece's daughter play softball and they were doing those chants how hot is hot grand slams and home runs too they don't do that for you Bino let's see what Bino can do uh, no they they already know more what I can't do Bino you need a, a ribbon in your hair Bino 865 200 I don't have any hair Brian <laughs> Eight six five two hundred. That's what you really need is a ribbon. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two is the number if you Ford, want to jump in and ribbon. join us. I'm Ford it, not again it. Two things that came out of the week that were really bizarre. The Bob Huggins story, Bino. You spent a lot of time in West Virginia. It's really shocking they didn't terminate him. Well, uh, there's. There's absolutely no way the fan base would have wanted him to be fired. Back to the uh, I, I wasn't sure if the administration would cave or not, but there's no way the fan base wanted him fired. Back to the phones we go. Bino, you know, our series with Kentucky and football, somebody told me yesterday, if, in fact, the league follows through, and they put Tennessee's, make Tennessee's pod, I don't know what you'd call that, the grouping of teams. What's a good word for that? I call it a pod. I don't know. It's not a division. Yeah, just permanent opponents. If Yeah, permanent opponents. The P.O. Your P.O. box. Kentucky would not be apparently one of them. If South Carolina, obviously, because it's going to be Looks like South Carolina, Alabama, Vanderbilt for Tennessee, which would really, really tear up our neighbors to the north because they live for that. 
Tennessee-Kentucky game. They live for it. It's like their Super Bowl. Yeah, and I mean, it's one of the oldest rivalries in the conference, Tony. Um, one of the most played rivalries in the conference. It's, uh, um, and you know, as, as much as we like to get on them, um, we're, we're probably more connected with the Kentucky fan base um, than we are any other fan base in the league. And that's you know, why it's got that, that yeah. Appalachian connection, and uh, I would I would actually uh, hate to see that go away. Um, I would much prefer to play Kentucky on an annual basis than South Carolina. Have you they ever like, been to a uh, game? They look forward to that beating every year, then, right? Yeah, they look forward to it. Have you ever been the to the annual that game? season's beating? Have you ever been to that? Have you ever been to a game in Morgantown? Be now a big game. I I, I have not, Tony. I, I saw a game at Marshall in Huntington, but I've I've never had the good fortune to go to uh, Morgantown and, and see a game. But uh, I know that fan base. Of course, I, you know, I've seen Tennessee play them at a neutral site and, uh, and I've been around the fan base and they're, they're a passionate, passionate group about I, their sports. I would love to see them play like a Penn state or a Pittsburgh in Morgantown. I bet that would be totally lit. Oh yeah. I'm talking yeah. lit. I, I, I do remember a Miami player getting hurt, and they almost turned the ambulance over, so they were trying to get him out of there. Back to the phones we go, 865-200-5402. Hello and welcome into our next call. How are my friends and compatriots doing today? What's up, W? Well, you're, you're talking about the backyard brawl of Coach Majors. I remember him talking 25 years ago. He take his grandson this was after he was co- you know not coaching but yeah. still in fit yep and they drive that uh, it's about like going from here to Ottawa to go to from pittsburgh to morgantown oh yeah it's very 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 quick that's right i've done it before i've driven through uh, and i couldn't believe how close pittsburgh and morgantown were it's, it's crazy close to that, isn't it? He really considered it a big rivalry for Pitt, and it's a shame that conference realignment kind of ruined some of that, you know. Well, yeah, the the whole thing makes no sense. I mean, they they have zero business being in the Big 12. But the one good thing is Cincinnati now will be a blood rivalry with them like it was in the Big East. That's the one good thing about the um, rejoining of those two teams. They get to take a trip to Florida for Central Florida. That's right. You know, so that Big 12 just all over the place. But uh, but you know those crazy hillbillies down there in Orlando, they're just going to think it's, you know, like a spillover from Disney World. <laughs> I'm sure the West Virginia fans will fit in Disney World. But uh, Yeah, I-, I would love, I-, I think the couple times we've played them, it's really sad that we didn't do a home-and-home home with them. I know, that's, that, that's the way it ought to be, home-and-home, home. I mean... My plan would be if these conferences could quit acting like kindergartners on the playground, you play eight conference games, you play two, power five, that's ten, five home, five away. If you choose to play a neutral site game, that counts as your home game, Nick Saban. How many of those are you going to play now? I love that, W. Lynn, because I hate those games. I abhor those games. That is not college football. That is an absolute rip-off of fans is what that is, the rip-off. Yeah, because they, char- they charge them prices like they're going to the Rose Bowl it's or the Orange Bowl. It's a total rip-off. Total rip-off. And I, I say do away with it. we got to go back to home and home. In college, I love making road trips. Those are some of my fondest memories, you know. 
not going to the Georgia Dome and see us play whoever we played, NC State that year. You know, that's... But anyhow, guys, an uh, uh, update. We're in the six now, and the Lady Balls are still up 4-0 on Florida with two outs. Florida is going to feel thy pain today. Feel the pain. Hey, let me ask you guys something about this team. I was uh, wondering about this in the blog today, and you're, you, you're a follower of the sport. Can this Lady Vol team get to uh, the Women's College World Series? Are they capable of that? Yes, they are, and uh, I have a, a first cousin who's part of those locos up in the stands, if you've ever seen them. And she she said she follows them even more than I do, of course, and she, she says, yeah, we got a chance if we can get to the you know, college world series. Well, this got team's a lot of pitching that, yeah. you know, this day you got to have pitching. several pitchers. It's yep. not like you throw out Cat Osterman and Monica Abbott and they yep. go the whole game. Yep. Those days are over, you know. Well, uh, you got several pitchers. And the thing that concerns me at this Lady Vol team is every once in a while their bats will go extinct. Yeah, they will. And that's the thing that bothers me about them. Yeah, it does. And, uh, Moving on to baseball, let's get over there, guys. Uh, fans, it's the last SEC series. Let's break some records. I think the Mississippi State crowd, Tony, that you and I were at was fourth in all-time history. It was incredible uh, in there, W. Lynn. It was, I got emotional. The crowd was so good. I was, you know, and let's, let's do it again. We got to win this series. Don't you agree, Bino? We really need to go at least two and one in this. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Don't win this series and uh, don't get swept at South Carolina. Take what comes. W. Lynn, have you seen online the Johnny Majors auction, all that incredible stuff? No, I haven't seen oh, that. Oh, they're doing an auction for Johnny Majors? Uh, there's a story in, in News Sentinel today from Adam Sparks. and it's What are they raising the money for? His family. His family's oh, okay. auctioning off all his stuff. It's utterly amazing. It's breathtaking. They're doing it online. Online. For the most part. Have you seen it, Bino? Some of that stuff's incredible. I haven't. I, I didn't have an opportunity to read the story this morning, Tony. But uh, My. I'm going to. I did. I did see that. That's uh, that's really? taking place. Oh, W. Lynn, uh, I thought of you when I saw it. Well, I've got I've got a lot of my own memorabilia and yep. a lot of signed uh, things from Coach Majors, yep. you know. And uh, man's a treasure. I, I hope the people that love him are the people that buy it, and not just some guy wanting to sell it again on eBay or something. I know, you know that. that. Yeah, I would never do that. Saw something on eBay like that. That would be. That but would uh, be oh, they're sick. also naming a bridge after Coach Majors, uh, Topside Road, Alcoa Highway. I don't know if it's there yet, but. That was in the paper, too. They're naming a bridge after Coach Major. That's the one that Bino used to call the T. Martin Overpass. I'm not sure the bridge is even there, but, you know, it might be. Is that it, Bino, you think? Is that it, Bino, the T. Martin Overpass? (laughs) David Lynn, you know better than to believe anything he's telling you. I know. know W. Lynn, thank you. You're my man. I love you. Be the tenth man. Be the tenth man. Be the tenth man. Be the uh, tenth in. individual. Hello and welcome into our next call. Twelfth individual. Hey Tony, Josh. Under my wings. Tony, uh, do you want to hear uh, in 
incredible stat I'm seeing on Twitter right now. It's uh, by Hard Rock Sportsbook. Hit it. Bino won't like it, uh, but uh, they ALE standings right now, the 2023 payroll. Your Tampa Bay Rays, Tony, with $74 million. The Baltimore Orioles second with $66 million. The Boston Red Sox third with $179 million. The Toronto Blue Jays fourth with $213 million. And guess who is fifth last in the ALE? God, Joshy boy coming hot Bino, on a Friday. New York Yankees. And what is the, the number? What is the number? And MLB with $280 million. Bino, you're spending, Bino, you're spending a quarter, you're spending four times as much as Tampa? You know what I'm going to do, Joshy boy? I'm going to take those do, stats. I'm going to turn them sideways, <laughs> and I'm going to stuff them up your candy ass. <laughs> Joshy boy! Joshy, you know, Joshy boy, how much do we love it? Oh, I love it a lot. I love it. But uh, Yeah, Joshy being, boy, but who has the most money on the IR, Joshy boy? Check that out. <laughs> This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram thanks St. Jude Children's Hospital for their admirable work. We are committing to their cause of providing quality care to families in need at no cost to them by donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is proud to partner with St. Jude for the fourth consecutive year. If you are currently in the market for a new vehicle, visit the team in-store or shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net to help families protect what matters most. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quick Mart Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in southern middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. There are a lot of fun days in May. There's Cinco de Mayo. There's May the 4th be with you. There's no socks day. What? May all your days be winners this month with the all-new Instant Games. They feature top prizes up to $200,000 and are waiting for you at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. The Tennessee Lottery congratulates this year's graduates from all the colleges and universities across the state. Your achievements set the stage for a brighter tomorrow. We're happy to have helped along the way by raising more than $6.8 million for education and funding over 1.9 million scholarships and grants, including Hope Scholarships, Tennessee Promise, 
and much more. Visit DionLottery.com to see how our proceeds support successful futures. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is T. Willie. I have got our good friend, Mr. Miles Johnson from Foodland on the phone. Miles, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Pretty good. Now, I think you got two sales for us possibly this week. Yeah, we have two sales. Uh, we have the weekly sale, which has whole ribeye for five ninety nine a pound, turnip or collard greens ninety nine cents a bunch, and Coca Cola twenty four packs ten ninety nine. And then we also have a three day sale. Brian Frank's three for five. Crystal Geyser, 32-pack water, three for 12. And fresh corn on the cob, four ears for $1.99. Wow, that's pretty good. And as always, Miles, uh, you're located right there at 427 West 7th Street. Open seven days a week, of course, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. And we appreciate uh, you letting us know every week what's going on. And uh, you got a great store, great staff, and we look forward to visiting with you again next week. So you have a great night, a great day, and we'll talk to you next week. All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. Point seven, located in Columbia, Tennessee. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.5.